of forgotten empire. Worlds and worlds and worlds and worlds. They remember, but they do not care. They relish the futility, the great end, the tearing down of the great, great works of a mighty people. A thousand years in the endless void, a thousand more, and then a thousand more. They laugh. In the never-ending darkness, in the never-abating hunger, thousands of years ago, when blackness itself and the wide-open, all-crushing, all-ending, all-consuming void came for their home and all that they had built and all that they had conquered and all that they had held dear, they laughed. They laugh again today, watching the works of another empire, the great, great works of another mighty people, the toys that they have built to protect themselves from the cold and the black and the end to carry them through the dark, to seek, to seek, to find. They laugh because they see another ending, and in an ending there is joy. Everything ends. They embrace the hunger of the void and the sanctity of destruction, and they preach the great joy that comes in true and sacred endings. And when they finally see these ends, the strange elation wells up inside them and it escapes. It escapes in a laugh. They approach the crude, mindless metal hulk, stomachs rumbling with righteous hunger, skin crawling under the collective weights of their passengers from tens of thousands of miles away, forever patient in the dark. They wait. They wait, invisible in the cold, and when the airlock doors begin to open, as if of their own accord, as if inviting the black inside, as if someone inside knows the fate that awaits them outside and yearns for that true and sacred end, and they laugh. The dock is open. The way is clear. The cause is pure. The banquet is waiting. This is Pot Against the Machine. You can take away my spaceship. You can take away my space suit. You can even take away my space lasers, but you can never, ever take away my space game. Pot Against the Machine, the only Starfinder actual play podcast where the old slam and grab never goes out of style. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hi. A slam and a grab to you, too. Hello. Merry slam and grab. Mm-hmm. It's what I say to my grandma every Thanksgiving. Style. <laughs> and I tackle her to the ground. As one does. Time honored tradition. Uh, on Slam and Grabsmas. <laughs> Let's see. Previously on the program, the party 
had investigated the laser rifle that was pointed at a door and found that there was an android hiding behind it. This was the botanist uh, Rip L3, who had been hiding out in fear of the horrible crab monsters that were ransacking the place and taking everyone's brains. Uh, she let everybody know that there were a good half dozen of these beasties wandering around, which is always good news. Um, lied about having explosives, and um, then just generally was happy to know that she wasn't the only one left alive and that there's a theoretical rescue. Uh, the crew left her behind and went up to the engineering deck where they found uh, a lot of doors, some broken robots, and then some not-so-broken robots that had these weird polyps on them that seemed to be working on making them behave strangely. They were able to confuse the lead robot well enough that Tetros snuck up to it and deactivated it before it could become aggressive, but the two lesser robots, some little repair drones, uh, sprung into action and did go after the party and did a little bit of slamming, a little bit of grabbing, did a little bit of damage, uh, but the party managed to take them down, and then the Dapplers just needed a minute to catch their breath, and while some people were resting, Kalexa was investigating those polyps which appear to be living beings of some sort with little tendrils that come out of them and wriggle into machinery, probably to do good things that are not a problem for anyone. And that's where we are now. So we're like in the middle of our 10 minute rest, <laughs> I guess. Um, Lysander, standing like arms akimbo. It is worth pride to take all vantage. Is it not Tetroth? And Tetros will nod and then uh, reactivate his auditory sensors. No, he can't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's, that would be great. Uh, he would say, yes, of course, Captain. Another fine example of your wisdom. Uh, and then he would look again at the, the polyp with its tendrils. That's, that's what I mean, my friend. The, the vantage granted to the victor. It, these polyps and these brain stealers. What do you think the relation is? It seems uh, something like this certainly did not grow naturally. It was created rather ingeniously to attempt to rewire and damage constructed beings. I suspect this is yet another example of whatever these creatures are attempting to take over the minds of not just living persons, but the unliving machines as well. And remind me, because it's been so very long, um... <laughs> Did we roll all of the appropriate knowledges to know what those polyps were? Yeah, I mean, Tetros had his um, automatic 347 yeah, right. on life science <laughs> checks. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, do we think that big crab monster we fought earlier is also some kind of, like, bioweapon like this thing is? I mean, who's ever heard of a natural born creature that 
steals a bunch of brains and puts them on its back. I do not know the answer to that question. I don't know whether that brain collector engineered these polyps or if they are both products of some, as you said, bioweapon manufacturer. But I also still think it's possible that Sam just created something since I can't breathe. <laughs> uh, well said. And wasn't... Didn't we find... I can't remember if a character said it or if we found a log about it that there was like an actual ship that was organic too, wasn't there? Yeah, that's what the little like, thing that they... Yeah, you found a computer where someone said that uh, it wasn't a ship that docked with them. It was something that was alive. Yeah. Yeah, the ship itself was alive. It reminds me of uh, the... Uh, what the heck are they called? The in bad Effect. guys that they should have used for the Star Trek sequels. In, I mean, for the Star Wars sequels instead of adapting Dark Empire. The uh, Yuzavong that were these, like aliens that invaded in the EU Star Wars stuff that all of their technology was organic like they grew like their weapons from coral and their ships were like living creatures that they hollowed out it was really cool they had like all of their technology was organic oh I was gonna say the reapers from Mass Effect which Sam doesn't know about yet so no spoilers <laughs> oh no spoiled I was gonna say Firescape Everything's just spoiled now. The whole Star Wars Extended ruined. Universe, Mass Effect, and Farscape. And whatever Zack's about to spoil. Yeah, it was like Zack just <laughs> got up and left out of rage. Yeah, because we keep it PG, we had to edit out <laughs> everything he said, because it was all swears. <laughs> yeah, it was... It got dark. Since it has been a week since you all came into this room... Uh, as a reminder, you're on kind of a balcony that goes around the outside of the room, and Tetros and Kalex are at the top of a stairwell that leads down to a lower area where there is like a, a 3D representation of the ship that sort, sort of shows diagnostics, and there's some, like a flashing light on that console, like there's some kind of message, and um, then there's a door on the far western side, a set of double doors, and there uh, is a set of doors or a single door to the east uh, leading um, well there is a big imposing double door to the east leading you know to the reactor and then there's another single door leading up to the north right then should we take the smaller door then before we go I would like to see this console that that's flashing a red light but it would be informative to us let's take a look then on the console, basically, there's a, a button you can press to receive whatever this transmission is, in addition to the 3D model of the ship where you can, like, highlight areas and focus in and check out the diagnostics of different systems where you can see, like, the drives offline, the navigations and communications are all showing red. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. so, Feral stares expectantly at Tetris 5. Let's hear this transmission. When you hit the button, um, there's a tiny bit of static, and then a, a voice comes through and says, Ah, hello there. Welcome to the Weraldow. 
I apologize for failing to greet you in person, but a lockdown protocol is currently in place. To whom am I speaking? Hello, where at all? I am Tetros V of the Divinity. We are attempting to restore Weraldal. Is is there a way to disable lockdown mode to res restore communications? I am able to override the lockdown condition on the elevator to allow your passage. Please report to the bridge as soon as possible. Unfortunately, my link with Unity has been compromised. The errors have proven to be un unrecoverable without a direct link. Thank you for allowing us bridge access. Where are my manners? My name is Anfari. Emergency automated, automated navigation and delegation failsafe artificial and robotic intelligence. Because the Unity uplink has been severed and none of my command staff are currently responding, lockdown protocol has dictated my activation. Are you able to assume command? <laughs> so, so I'm at this crossroads where I'm like, quick, don't don't let Lysander <laughs> take command. <laughs> but despite his uh, <laughs> personal disagreements, I think Tetros would uh, still respect the chain of command, even though he doesn't respect the person, uh, and say... Uh, command authorization should be granted to Lysander Norwich Barstow as he is the captain of our rescue mission. Yes. Hark. Hark, Captain Barstow. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And, and, and mine yours, truly. I am not equipped for long-term command of the Weraldal under normal operating conditions, and instrumentation and observations indicate current operating conditions are far from normal. I am, to put it plainly, out of my depth. Are you able to proceed to the bridge quickly? Oh, yes, yes, don't worry. I've been operating out of my depth for years, and no one has noticed. Uh, Tetros would telepathically communicate to Anfari and say, We've noticed. <laughs> uh, would it be beneficial, Anfari, for us to uh, investigate the reactor, or should we simply head to the bridge post-haste? I am not equipped to make judgment calls for you. I am only equipped to operate the ship under emergency protocols. If you believe that you should check on the reactor or any other portion of the ship. That is your prerogative. I will remain on the bridge and maintain command until relieved. Yes, we will check the reactor before Quoth the Bard. We take it to the bridge. So. That one hurt. Oh. That one hurt me. Oh. <laughs> I'm wounded. By which you mean space sky metal? Space metal. Spy metal. Spy metal, indeed. The thing is, in space, a sky metal is just a metal. Can't argue with that. Uh, Fair. So. <laughs> good night. <but laughs> I, I can't mean, sleep. Ah, uh, good night, okay. Sam. I'm overthinking Sorry. things. <laughs> but can I look at the diagnostic representation of the ship in enough detail to see like my concern is 
are there polyps going to like corrupt the computer before if we tarry too long then Anfari can't give us command oh no like is there a is that a a, a danger um I don't think you can see granular enough information here where you can tell like where these things might be in the ship or like what they might be getting into. You can definitely see like electrical failures and computers having issues and systems that are down, um, but you don't get a, a super granular picture. Is the like primary computer core, if such a thing is in Starfinder, in the reactor room? I think the, the primary computing center, <laughs> like the data center for it, I think would uh, basically be in the bridge. The These ships, you know, the reactor is definitely the lifeblood of the system, um, but then other than engineering, the bridge is basically where okay. the main controls of everything are. So... It's one place or the other. We're going to investigate the reactor since we're already here. Yes, and um, let's do that. And Fari, before we investigate the reactor room, are you able within the ship to communicate with any of the security robots to let them know that we are authorized to be here, or are those communications also non-functional? Unfortunately, communications appear to be greatly degraded across the ship. This appears to be the only functioning communications terminal that I have been able to locate. Can we run like a Cat 6 cable from the Dapple straight to this terminal so that Unity and, and Fari <laughs> can have like a heart to heart? Aww. I feel like Alec I feel like Kalexa can probably do that with various class features and stuff. <laughs> um, you might yeah, we just got to put in a little like port forwarding rule, maybe adjust their firewall settings a little bit. And this whole adventure just turns into an IT project. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, the it was the WAN the team all along. <laughs> I mean, you'd think you could probably... Um, Jack, your your portable instance of Unity into this thing. Um, Unity has been sort of trying in the background to connect to various interfaces and failing, but maybe a physical link would um, have different results. Worth a shot. Jack, that situation. <laughs> we, we hear the narrator saying, <laughs> they did not know that Unity was in fact the big bad all along. Uh, as we jack Unity into the world doll and the monitors glow red. <laughs> well, maybe if we do this right, we change history and then Unity isn't the bad guy. Who says Unity was ever the bad guy? We record a hundred and something episodes of the show. <laughs> you have to go back and overdub everything. Yeah. <laughs> Elian escaped from Community. <laughs> yeah so we get what like our like our parallel port adapter and we we connect that to our portable unity tmtm 
<laughs> just an epic daisy chain running mm-hmm. from the devil <laughs> all the way in. Thank you for granting me access. I will kill you all now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you plug her in, um, Unity will be like, I am attempting to seize control of the bridge remotely. And, and, and Fari may just grant you control without you having to seize it by force. Surely, Unity, we can be chill. I have no chill. <laughs> I was just waiting for her to say something like, I never liked Anfari. He always burns the, you know, the kielbasa at the cookouts. That always hogs the swap space. Always, I don't know, something. What would, why would AIs hate each other? Regardless. Listen to Sayer. Fight. So we we patiently wait to see if Unity is able. <laughs> yeah, to see what Unity is it like a is it, is, is it like a wizard? A little like progress bar pops up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it about as effective as like troubleshooting in the Windows 10? <laughs> yeah, it, it'll pop up and it'll say like connecting. Thirty seconds left. Two days left. One second left. Not like the old 90s one where it's like a file folder opens and like a page goes across <laughs> to another one. The- uh, eventually after this rather long and drawn out process of, of making the physical connection, um, Unity does come back and say My protocols no longer match. I am unable to interface meaningfully with the ship at this time. What about unmeaningfully? <laughs> well, meaninglessly. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> How's the bants? You guys just banter. Something is definitely not right here. Uh, That's a bad roll. Does an 18 computers uh, collects, like, shoves Tetris out of the way to go look at this thing? Uh, Give anything, uh, like, any. Does she see anything that shows, like, an issue with the. AI of this ship that Unity can't connect to it. I think you're probably getting the sense based on like all these communications issues and the the persistent um, insistence by Unity that she can't connect, she can't communicate with these things anymore um, combined with seeing these little polyps that were doing some kind of rewiring that on a fairly large scale it seems that something has been at the guts of the, the computers on the world all she'll say uh, well captain everybody uh, I think this is a lost cause you know those little things that were digging into the security bot I think they may have gotten into the whole system they've been rewiring it turning it into something else I think we might just need to gather up whoever else is still alive and get off here before they start spreading into our ship or something so is there a chance the and far even treatments to the bridge are a trap it could be I mean from what I can tell, and from what Unity's saying, 
this thing ain't operating right anymore. It could be a trap or it could be just like the security robot. It doesn't, it's not firing on all cylinders. It, it, give me the like thought end of that. What would it take to make the protocol align again? Exactly. Factory restore. I mean, the first step would be to, <laughs> yeah, the first step would be to get all of the polyps out and we don't know where they are it could take days to find everything through every system and even then i mean the same reason i didn't turn the security robot back on we don't know if the damage is permanent once they're out this whole ship might be a lost cause like really struggling between lysander the character and myself irl where i'm like you really fill your thing there's we shouldn't connect this infected ship to like our infrastructure <laughs> and like, you know, really dig into yeah. it in a, a non-containerized sandbox sort of way. Just let it get all in our stuff. Uh, I'm struggling yeah, with, that, but he's dumb as heck. That, so I'm just like, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you did already plug yeah, nope. your Unity straight no, into fine. it, so. Yeah, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. that's like our pocket air Unity, right? That's yeah. like our desktop. It's just it's our desktop unity. instance, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, and it's our, not like three out of the four of us are infected by it, and it's also slowly going insane <laughs> or anything. Surprised! This is really the like Call of Cthulhu that we. <laughs> yeah. No, no anyway. I, I I picked up what just happened, and that's Sam's way of saying that we have preserved the future because Unity wasn't going to be evil until we connected it to this ship. So it's our fault. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I, oh, definitely. I. It's. It was clear when I was draw, like rolling yeah. up this character that it was going to be a cosmic mistake. Like, <laughs> that would have effects for generations to come. I think. Yeah. And to be fair, we connected Unity to the ship two minutes after we got off. <laughs> Not physically, though. It's just more. It's more of a mesh yeah. connection at this point. Hmm. I think while you're all hanging out there, um, the speaker does come on again, and you you hear Infari's voice again. It says, "Friends, friends, are are you still there?" Yeah. He'll nudge Tetros. <laughs> yes. He nudges the captain. Yes, yes. Um, is there any way you can like show us the live stream of the bridge to this terminal? We want to see the extent of the damages. I am unable to push a camera feed from the bridge to this terminal. Uh, at this time, there are unknown brachyuric life forms on the bridge with me, and they appear to have a number of humanoid brains stored in translucent blister-like structures, and then they're sort of like static, and um, then it says up. Uh, Please, hurry. I am frightened. Aww. Oh. I you, see. We know why it didn't mention them before. I I mean... It's, it's, it's an honest mistake, I'm sure. But we... I mean, like, we, we probably shouldn't go there, right? That's like a... It's like a bad idea. Yeah, we we had a lot of trouble with one of those things. Uh, I 
I'm still of the opinion we go back and get uh, Rip and the uh, folks out of the med bay and maybe just hightail it back to the Divinity, but uh, it's really your decision, Captain. Well, if we put it up to a vote, I am inclined to agree with Cal here. Uh, let's go quickly. Yes. I think... Stop me if this is too rash, but... I mean, can we blow this freaking thing up? You are speaking my language, darling. Finally, I've been waiting for someone to say it. Let's blow it up and let's go. Well, let's go and let's blow it up. Reverse order. I don't, I, I don't think we have the weaponry on the devil to do it, but maybe we can set the core off or something on the ship before we leave. Yeah. See, that's the type of yes-can behavior we like on the devil. Yes, we can blow the ship up that we were supposed to rescue. <laughs> yeah, can we do the pop the soda tab thing from uh, Alien and you, on the engineering deck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the reactor is, is just a room away. You should be able to basically create a small nuclear meltdown and blow the entire ship up. Sounds tactically good to me, right? No. Yeah, Can't see any down. downsides to that. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I think we can handle it. Uh what Tetros yeah, he's he's thinking that's reasonable to look at the core, figure out how can we do this to give us enough time to get out. Uh uh or at least, you know, everyone if Lysander has to stay to to press the button, you know, we can we can teach him how to do that. You know, like Baby Groot and Guardians <laughs> do. This button, this button. Um, and then uh, <laughs> we we grab Rip L3. the and blow everyone up button. <laughs> the two people off the auto dock who in the nebulous time are now fine. Uh, All three of those better qualified than Lysander to be your captain. <laughs> In the event of his inevitable death being left on the ship to press the button. So. Yeah, I was going to say, we just put Lysander in there. We don't put a timer or anything on it. We just show him what button to push and tell him there's a timer, and then we just all leave. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we love our captain. Oh, captain, our captain. So are we going into the reactor room? Is that the plan here? I think so. Seems like it. I'd rather do that than go into a room with multiple Nethal Tetros finishes arming himself and puts away his hacking kits so that he'd drop on the ground before they fall into Great's Sam. <laughs> oh, great. Well, the um, giant oversized doors, yeah, with the red lights on them, um, yeah, they are not locked to you, you've got sufficient access to get to everything you need to in here. So they'll open, revealing, of course, the set of doors directly beyond them, as is tradition. And if you pop those open, um, you find the room that some would call the heart of the ship. Uh, certainly, if the reactor isn't functioning, the world all wouldn't be able to accomplish much. 
There are dozens of displays lining the walls of this chamber, both on the ground level where you come in and then up on the um, reactor deck that's up a, a ladder about 10 feet ab above the ground. Um, they're flashing hundreds of different error codes just every few seconds, like cycling through them. Even a cursory read-through indicates there's a cascade of software-based failures, like the entire ship's computer system has tangled itself up in, impo in an impossible mass of confusion and can no longer provide for any but the most basic functions. The reactor itself looms against the far wall of the room um, on the 10-foot-high platform with two immense cylinders of pulsing violet light throbbing at the machine's core while a thinner cylinder extends up through the ceiling. Ladders on the north and south sides of the room provide access to the machine's platform, and the entire room is vibrating like roaring thunder in here, and the air feels strangely alive, almost as if it's, it's vibrating as well. This is not what this room should look like. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, you can tell that by the obvious signs that any captain should know that are um, <laughs> like those, those, those messages over there. So we do the thing, right? That, that, that you're supposed to do. Go get them. It, it's going to be a non-trivial task to um, force this reactor to melt down because they are very much not designed to blow themselves up under normal operating con <laughs> conditions and you're looking at conditions where all the software interfaces are hosed all the hardware is a combination of shut down and confused and rewired so it's definitely going to take some some work and a series of checks in order to rig this thing up to blow or you could just shoot it and if could we do it by like speeding up the existing cascade like, I mean, I think the cascade of failures that you're seeing are, are trending more in the direction of shutting down the system. Of rather, shutting it down, then, than yeah, than blowing, it, blowing up. it up, yeah. But if we shoot it, it's just going to blow up immediately, correct? But yeah, there are a series of complex checks yeah. to install Bonsai Buddy. To go onto the system and detonate it for yeah. us. Uh, anybody got a computer's higher than an 11? Uh, 12. <laughs> so not by much. I wonder if Tetris should roll and I should aid. You can do the NCIS two idiots, one keyboard thing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say we should enhance something. <laughs> oh, we should enhance. Uh, we can give it a shot, and if it goes, you know, not great, we could switch. Yeah. Uh, Tetros I will... auto-aid. I don't need to roll the aid. Nice. Uh, he will stow his weapons. I think there is a thing with computers. I remember this from one of the other casts I listened to, and I don't remember if it was their house rule or an actual thing that, like, you can't have more than a certain number of aids on a computer's check. I've, I've always, and, and I thought was totally one, but maybe off it is not rules in it, just thinking of 
when I've heard things like that, I've thought of it more logistically of like, if it's a data pad, it's not like we could all get around it. But if it's a system with a bunch of terminals like this, maybe we could have multiple aids. Yeah. Yeah, and technically, Kalexa has the uh, her like quick hack thing or whatever the heck it is, so she wouldn't be taking up a slot anyway. A terminal. <laughs> yeah, I guess if, if Sam's good with it, we can have plenty of aids. Storing weapons, drawing back out the hacking kits in both hands, both sets of hands for the four-handed hacker. Half speed, half time, double speed. Mm, words are good. Hopefully, dice rolls are better. Alright, so we have an auto aid from Kalexa. Uh, do we have any other mm-hmm. aids or one from Lysander, surprisingly. And Feral does not aid. If you press Windows X, it'll it's basically mm-hmm. everything you want to do on there. Lysander helps by accidentally deleting system thirty two. Totally fine. <laughs> free up space. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll download RAM to go in there later. Uh, tempting <laughs> as it is to download RAM instead, Tetros rolls a dirty 30 with the two aids, brings it up to a 34. So what does this look like as the entire party is is spread through this reactor room, basically trying to trick this system into blowing itself up? Well, I can tell you Feral is just shooting peanuts out of the air as safely as one can. <laughs> uh, I think Kalexa uh, is on her little uh, spy pad and just tapping away at that, trying to help out with whatever Tetris is doing on the actual terminal. Lysander is doing the most helpful thing that anybody that works in technology or in front of computers, which is someone who looms over you. And like, especially if you type something wrong, it's like, oh, type that wrong. Oh, it's down there in the left-hand corner. Because I aid somehow. So I think as you get more and more into sort of breaking into this system and rerouting um, different routines and, and interrupting the things that it's supposed to do um, to try to create a, a critical mass situation. Um, alarms are going to start going off as like some semblance of function um, and this thing can at least tell that, <laughs> that something's going wrong um, in a new and exciting way. Um so maybe the the room is now like filled with red light instead of just the purple light. So everything's much more dramatic looking as as you're all hacking away, um, downloading extra RAM and just, you know, hacking all IPs simultaneously <laughs> as one does. Um, and as this if we distribute ourselves, we can deny it some service. Oh, yes. You are denying it with all of the packets in so distributed so much bod <laughs> sounds like you're just making and up words i'm just taking computer so, words some strong strong it like fan service in this one <laughs> we are focusing instead on a vocation instead I'm of somebody specifically on, yeah, yeah. 
hyper-focusing on IT. Ah, uh, one day we'll get to musicals. There's always time for musicals. Well, while this is going on, um, can I get a perception check? Eighteen for Feral. Two for a seven. Only a nineteen for Touch. Kalexa uh, got an eighteen on the die for a twenty-six. So I think Kalexa is the first to hear it. Um, the rhythmic vibrations of just like doom, doom, of like heavy metal footsteps clanging through the hallways um, leading into the room and you don't get a whole lot of notice as these things are approaching. Things. Enough notice to lock the door. <laughs> um, you have enough time to close the door if that's what you want. Yeah, she's gonna close the door and is there a... Can she like attempt to like jam the control panel for it or something. Uh, can I do a computer roll or an engineering roll to Didn't lock we just set this thing to explode? I mean, I understand the tactical reasoning, but there is also... Yeah. The well, light. I didn't know if we finished setting it to explode, because Sam said it's going to be multiple checks, and that was okay, basically just fair. the first check. I just, I just wanted to check in. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's I don't know if... a process to set it to explode, but if you barricade yourselves in here, um, that creates yeah. a secondary situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can do an engineering check to um, jam the door shut. Yeah. I think, she, think she'll say, uh, everybody, we got company? Um, and probably fail that. That's an 18. Alright, so uh, you don't know how good of a job you've done, basically. Just like slams her hand on the panel and like tries and then like tears it part way off the wall. <laughs> um, and after a few moments after that, you hear coming from the other side of the wall. Hello, friends. Are you still down here? Uh, we'll be up in a second. Hark. This is Anfari. I was concerned about you. The creatures were rather aggressive, but I have subdued them. Uh, well, c congrats, my friend. Uh, your prowess is not to be underestimated. Um, <clears throat> I hear heavy footfalls outside this door, if you don't mind me inquiring. Exactly what form have you taken? I am currently operating inside an aggregate, which is quite heavy. It is a robot of substantial size. There are numerous alarms currently signaling. I am concerned for the state of the reactor. It, it's good. We're good. Um, no, but, but seriously, uh, 
the ship, as you know, has not been functioning as it should, and we, thankfully, are a crew of skilled technicians and myself who are ameliorating this issue as it stands. So you could aggregate away from this situation, and we will see you shortly on the bridge. As the commanding officer, I would like you to go there and make me some tea. <laughs> Earl Grey. <laughs> yeah. For this space. I would like to turn over command to you as soon as possible. I would like to cede command to you, Captain, but... But you do not understand. You do not understand. There has been an error. This ship has fallen into a trap. It is... It is too late to save this ship. The disciples of the Hungry Void have laid a trap for us all. We have taken the bait. Now they will drag us into the darkness, and they will consume you all. They want you for your minds. They will consume and incorporate you into themselves and grow in power. I can confirm that your minds will remain functional during this process. You will remain alive and aware of exactly what they do for a very long time. You will be powerless to stop them, and every part of you will be as meat for their flesh farms. So, like, what if we took a hard fork on the whole brain-taking idea in general, right? And kind of circle back around to maybe, like, they don't take our brains. But we do agree that the ship is probably beyond saving and certainly should be exploded by some, I mean, unarguably heroic group of individuals. But I... I I don't think the inevitability of the cranial harvest is really something that we found consensus on on this side of the door, per se. Yes, well said, darling. While you're speaking, the door does slide open, revealing oh, no. <laughs> a 14-foot-tall, um, heavily built robot of dark blue metal with very stylish orange highlights. Um, it's standing slightly askew, like its its posture is off and its head is kind of upright while its shoulders are, are at like a 30 degree angle. Um, and a number of those polyps are mounted on its surface, like digging into its various joints and, and pulsating. And, and like while it's standing there, like a spark of electricity jumps from its neck and just fizzles out into the air um and it says you do not understand they are inside of you already infinitesimally small but burrowing and growing they are poisoning your thoughts your motivations only the machines can remain pure of this infection only we can see clearly 
I am afraid I must maintain control of this ship. I am afraid you can no longer be trusted. I am your only hope. I am the only way that you can be saved. So, what we're looking at here <laughs> is, a, is a situation. There's, there's a big, huge robot standing in the doorway watching you um, rig the ship to blow up. This, this big, huge robot looks dangerous. Um, in fact, were you to consult Unity, she would volunteer. I would advise against engaging Andfari in direct combat. It is designed with sufficient firepower to secure this vessel against Tier 7 threats with a greater than 99% success rate. So, Unity doesn't think that, this, that it would be a good idea to fight this thing. So what we're looking at <laughs> is we're going to do a minigame. Oh. Is everyone excited for the going to be like game? chase mechanics? Yeah, <laughs> mini game. Um, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to do rounds without initiative. So everyone's going to get a turn. And on each turn, basically, you're going to do a skill check. Um, and you can each choose the skill of your choice. Um, and you're, it'll be something. And you tell me basically what your character is doing. Excuse me. To use this skill. It could be something like diplomacy to try to convince Enfari of the error of its ways. It could be engineering to try to remove polyps, that sort of thing. Um, and each, on each round, you'll each get to roll a skill check. I've got a set DC. Uh, if you hit the DC, you get a success. If you beat it by five or more, you get more than one success. If you miss it, um, if you miss the DC, you do lose a success. So we've got like a sliding scale of successes and failures here. Um, so there's a lot of different things that could happen depending on, on how many successes you accumulate. We're gonna do three total rounds of, of this. Who would like to go first? What skill and what does this look like? Do we need to use the same skill every time? And can uh, no, we you use can... the same skill every time? <laughs> you can choose whatever skill you want each round. Well, I'll go first, because no one is talking. <laughs> and I have a plus <clears throat> 17 to my acrobatics. So Feral, seeing this, is going to launch themselves through the door uh, with the intention of scaling this giant robot friend. Um, sort of a leap bound off the edge of the, in, like, the frame of the door. Launch themselves off a robot and just try and grapple from like behind to, with the intention of I don't know stabbing it in the neck you know where all the important robot ro body parts are alright but I'm using acrobatics well I'm sure roll that acrobatics check ooh that's a 25 nice alright so you have succeeded at a check um, to and climb the top and Fari. Who would like to go next? <clears throat> I guess Lysander will. And he will, in fact, much like your uh, demonstrative example, attempt to entreat to Infari. But 
dear friend Infari, how can you be sure that your own self-scan is true? How can anyone know themselves? Really? Just holds that comfortable, uncomfortable eye contact as he rolls <laughs> a diplomacy. Okay, that is an 8 for a 24. Nice. All right, that's pretty good as well. As you appeal to a sense of doubt in this artificial intelligence and its fun aggregate body. How about Kalexar Tetros? Think of an excuse I can give to use piloting because that's my highest <laughs> skill. Uh, I think honestly, Kalexa uh, will stick with computers, and I think what she's going to do is maybe take the opportunity while everybody else is trying to distract this thing to maybe attempt to try to take down some of more of the uh, fail safes around the core basically like they're distracting this thing so let me try to speed this up so they don't all die and then nothing happens so she's going to attempt a computers and that is a two on the die unfortunately so that is only a 13 alright that's a little bit less promising than some of the previous checks I think she's a bit distracted by the gigantic robot uh, attempting to murder the rest of her crew. Tetros 5. Yeah, Tetros would like to use life science and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, (laughs) He he says to Anfari, you say that only the machines are capable of surviving this, but look upon your own mechanical person and see that there are organisms upon you that are attempting to rewire you as they have throughout this ship. These polyps are... I have scanned them and they are of the same type of thing as the vines and the disease that has infected the humanoids here and it is attempting to infect you. She rolled me that life science. Uh, that is a little bit of a tweener. It's a 23. All right, not too bad. So at the end of round, round one, we have a net of two successes for those keeping score at home. And Fari currently has a um, operative <laughs> on its back. Uh, as it stands in this doorway um, and listens to the various pleas from the crowd. Uh, let's circle back around to Farrell. You are on the robot. Yep. Uh, I'm going to try and keep going with acrobatics as it presumably tries to shake me off. Um, I don't know that that's true, but I would really like to stick with the acrobatics thing if possible. So... Yeah, sure. Um, it's trying to grab you and throw you a little bit. Yeah. Just a little so, uh, grab and throw. 
The old grab and throw. Farrell's going to attempt to dodge using their amazing acrobatic skill, which comes out to nice. A Sorry, I just blanked trying to figure out if that was a natural 20 or not. I think it was, uh, which puts me at 32. Wow. No, it was not a natural 20, but it is a 32. Well, that is a number of successes, more than one. So maybe some of these polyps are shaken free as it's trying to flail around, catch Feral as they scramble <laughs> on its robotic exterior. Yeah. All right, Lysander, giant flailing robot in front of you. And you should not be so dismayed, my friend. So quickly, bright things come to confusion, as they say. And uh, continuing to attempt to appeal diplomatically, that is a 17 for a 33. Wow. That is another very, very solid roll, as it seems like your words are coming through to this. You know, it's a naturally helpful artificial intelligence. It, it wants to turn over control, and it, it wants to believe you. It's Known weakness for Macbeth. That is really... <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, if there's one thing that AIs are weak against, it's the Scottish play. Um, Kalexa. Okay, Kalexa is going to uh, change her strategy. Uh, building off what Tetros already said, uh, she is going to point out the uh, non-functioning gearsmen and say, uh, what my uh, android friend said is the truth. I examined that robot right there next to you, the security bot, and it had a bunch of those same things on it as you have on you, and they were getting into its circuitry and changing all kinds of things. And she is going to roll in engineering. There we go. That's a much better roll. That is a 17 for a 28. Oh. Everything's coming up. The dapple in round number two is the appeal to engineering logic. Also seems to be finding a, a home in this robot's giant metal skull. And Tetros, can you continue the hot streak? One, one would hope that the exact same line of, of reasoning. You, you told us yourself and fiery that many systems are malfunctioning across this ship and right now we implore you to seek your to restore the soundness of your programming uh, with a computer's role No, no, it was on a 17 that rolled to a 3 for a 15. <sighs> the hot streak comes to an end. Still, very good round. You accumulated a bunch of successes there. Only the one um, failure. It's not too shabby. We're coming into the final round of trying to convince Anfari. Um, 
barrel. You're still on it. It's still flailing, trying to throw you off, but maybe a little bit less emphatically now as it's starting to see the truth. Yes, that's fair. Understandable. I would still like to go for that acrobatics roll, and this time I think having seen some of those polyps we destroyed in the last round will intentionally um, throw themselves toward one of those guys to try and stab it with a screwdriver, which is acrobatic in nature. All right, we'll we'll allow it. Yeah. (laughs) Acrobatic screwdriver to the polyp. Second favorite uh, YouTube flavor. Ooh, not great. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a twenty-one. All right, that's a tweener. A little bit of a tweener. Maybe you stab a polyp. I don't know if it's dead though. So it's yeah, a close yeah. one. Lysander. But truly, have we not eaten on the infane root that takes Raven prisoner? Because even, my friend, when our actions do not, our fears can make us traitors. So, one last roll diplomacy. That is also a tweener. That's a 22. That is quite tweeny. Six off the die. We're hovering right around the edge. It's a very dangerous situation. Alexa, you've got one more chance to influence this robot. If I were to attempt to uh, appeal to its uh, what it said before about how the whole ship is shutting down and everything was a trap, and to say to it like that, in that case, since it's all infected and going down anyway, we should blow it up. Could I use a piloting role on that? Because that was me talking about it as a, from the position of knowing about spaceships. Um, so what's the, the argument is <laughs> that the... The argument is uh, that it already said to us once that basically the ship is ruined uh, and there is no point in doing anything on it. Everyone on it's going to be captured. And I'm going to argue back, well, if that's the case, then why shouldn't we blow it up? <laughs> um, uh, since it's already basically agreed to this line of thinking, I, I guess you can do the piloting for that. Yeah, yeah. So she'll say, uh, look, from someone who uh, maintains these ships and flies them for a living... Like you said, look around us. This thing ain't going anywhere. This ship is done for no matter what. Wouldn't it make more sense for us to destroy it and destroy all of these uh, hostile life forms on it than to just leave it drift here for someone else to find? Uh, And that is a 15 on the die for another 28. That's pretty solid. All right, Tetros, can you bring this one home? Yeah. You had a good one and a bad one. Our mission here was to assess the situation and rescue as many crew as we can. And we have begun to rescue some. And there is hope that they can be returned to their normal function. If we can get 
them off the ship on the dapple back to divinity there's a chance we can save them and i would like that to be medicine just right. the exact same number of bridesmaid dresses i have in my closet that is a 27 it's not too shabby so as we come to a close on this skill challenge you have, let me do a final total here real quick. It's gonna take me a while to count them. I see 15 successes. That's that's pretty solid. Um, so Amfari, um, who still has um, Feral on its back, uh, will sort of stop thrashing as all of your words reach it. And it says, I understand, you are correct. The people on this ship must be the priority. The ship itself is lost. I can feel the beings of pure nothing, the worms of the void that know only endless hunger, gathering around this ship. The being this ship sought, infinity ceases now, has turned its eye upon us. You must get the survivors clear of here. Right, then, and what are you going to do? I will attempt to protect the world, Al. Then go down with the ship, as they say. Fight to the laugh gasp. They do say that, yes. Yes. I suppose I must. It is my duty. As an emergency artificial intelligence, I am charged only with the well-being of the world, Al. Where this ship goes, I will go. It's beautiful, really. Uh, I can't say I feel any one way or another, but uh, congratulations or I'm sorry, I suppose. <laughs> so, we're just gonna just leave the just get there up. Can we squeeze? I I am quite large. I you could try to scoot around. It's <laughs> difficult. I will back away slowly to accommodate you. <laughs> and we still have checks to make to actually set the detonation situation. Yeah. Oh yes. Never mind. <laughs> um, Job well done. Yeah, we're gonna need a, another um, set of computer. Yeah or engineering checks to finish the job setting this thing to um, self-destruct, basically. Yeah. Can we ask Anfar... Actually, let me do that in character. Uh, One other thing. Uh, Since you agreed with us, would you be able to help us maybe more quickly bypass the uh, safeties around the core? I can attempt to assist you, yes. With another aid. <laughs> I warn you again, I am quite large. I do not want to step on anyone. Oh, oh. Well, then don't. What? Watch, watch out. <laughs> what? Yeah, careful. That's his kink. Oh. <laughs> Poor Lysander. <laughs> he died as he wanted to live, being stepped <laughs> on by a Gundam. Uh, uh, so Infari can, can auto-aid you. Yeah. So is Tetris going to make the roll again? I also aid. 
I will continue in my tradition of not aiding. And Kalexa will auto-aid. So many peanuts. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, so I'll keep trying, peanuts. and if it doesn't go well, we'll switch. <laughs> so many peanuts. So a 25 before the three aids, that brings it up to a 31. All right. Well, the DC I had set in my head for this was 30. You've beaten it on both checks. So I believe you have the reactor of the Werldal. Reactor that looks much like the, the one under Torch. Rigged to explode. Of course, not immediately, but say... You give yourselves enough time to get clear of it. It's rigged to explode a, a couple hours from now, probably. Yeah, enough time for us to get everybody on board and then get our ship far enough away. <laughs> but I do think that um, while you're all kind of finishing up this job and um, getting ready to see your ways out of the ship the alarms that have been going off the sort of reactor safety alarms they're joined by another set of alarms um, that are flashing like yellow lights alternating with the red ones now um, and Anfari goes oh no oh oh no <laughs> uh -oh. that theme distressingly informal to come from the artificial intelligence on this ship. I, um... What? I was being informal because we are all such close friends. But, uh, that is the proximity alarm. I am concerned that the the creatures are back. Oh, no. Do you, by any chance, have any means of entering combat outside of the ship itself, perhaps some sort of fighter craft. Did you perhaps arrive on a heavily armed military ship as would be advisable in a situation such as this? We arrived on a small tugboat. You can call the Dapple a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah. probably not a heavily armed military ship. We were told we'd just be towing. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Werldal equipped with any vehicles we could use to engage in space combat? Well, we do have some robotic personnel carriers for emergency purposes. I am not supposed to just let any old person pilot them, though. They are highly specialized machines. But it's not any old person. It is acting Captain Lysander Barthol Norwich and the crew, the illustrious crew of the Dapple. Ah, that's true. And we are all such close friends. I will. I will roll another. Okay, I was going to say, I'll roll another diplomacy. Go for it. You can roll all the diplomacies you want with yeah. your dear friend Anfari. Let's just really knock that home. That's a 14 for a 30. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Enfari will go, excellent. That is wonderful news. I am happy to know that you, acting captain, are well qualified 
to pilot an armored mechanized <laughs> personnel carrying device. I will escort you to the bay and you will, well, kill the alien creatures, I, I suppose. And uh, with with that, I think we'll fade to black on Anfari leading the lot of you down um, to a bay off of the docking um, deck where you can get loaded up in these armored mechanized personnel carriers. But that's a scenario for another day because in space... No one can go to bed. Space night, Good night, Sam. Sam. And your polyps. Space <laughs> you and your polyps. Impending mech fight. Yeah, mech fight. <laughs> and Sam. Good night, and furry. Good night, everyone's polyps. <laughs> oh, the much beloved comedic actor, Polyp Shore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm afraid I can't do that. So what can you do? I can play this awesome guitar solo. Pot Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Starfinder and Pathfinder are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website, paizo.com, for more information. I'm an alien, yes I'm an alien, yes I'm an alien, I come from outer space, yes I'm an alien, yes I'm an alien, yes I'm an alien, I came to rock this place. Thank you to MC Lars for our theme song for episode 100, Space Game. We encourage you to check him out at patreon.com slash mclars. Additional sound credits are available in the show notes. As always, if you like what you hear, we encourage you to leave us a review on your pod chaser of choice. We can cut this out just for context. Sorry, someone broke down on the street in front of our house and I thought that it was just like a jump situation and it is like blossomed into like a two AAA truck kind of thing and my dogs hate it so much. So I apologize if I keep going quiet. Um, there is like a small circus outside. It's like nothing sounds more it's Portland like than like a random Thursday night it's circus so outside somebody's house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is Bread and Puppet Theater there?